If I can do it, there's no doubt in my mind that you can do it too. I was that kid that was bullied for being small, for being weird, for being socially inept. I was that kid that was depressed and suicidal. And you know what? I didn't make excuses. I made a change. You want to live a different life, be a better person, or improve the situation you're in now? Start with what you can control. Start with your body because your body is an outward expression of the things going on inside. But your body also tells your mind what to perceive. If you want to be perceived as confident, as smart, and as worthy, then don't just get fit. Build your muscle and build your hustle. Let's get it. Guys, welcome back to the Muscle and Hustle podcast. I am super excited because, you know, this podcast has been a lot of practical, hands-on nutrition and fitness as of late. And, you know, we're switching gears because nutrition isn't just about food. It's not just about the numbers. It's about so much more. So I brought on one person that I extremely look up to in this space to talk to you guys about nutrition and more so the mindset behind it and just the mindset of your life. So here I have Jen Kennedy. How are you doing, Jen? I'm good. How are you, Trevor? I'm doing absolutely incredible. Uh, We were talking about before this podcast how cold it is in Florida and how warm it is. (laughs) So yeah, we were negative 30 the other day. Literally, the the state called a state of emergency because it was so cold that nobody could go outside. It was great. Hey, no need to be a negative Nancy here. (laughs) Touche. It's not a good mindset. No, it's not. We're we're staying positive. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yep. So absolutely. Let's just start out by you telling your background and your story. So my followers, the the people listening to the Muscle and Hustle podcast can get to know you a little bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Jen, Jen Kennedy, solid intro. Um, I should have you walk around with me all the time and just give me, give some good intro. I'll just be like the hype that. man. Yeah, exactly. I like it. I'll hire you. Um, so I'm a nutrition coach and kind of like you, Trevor, like nutrition is really a small piece of what we do. You know, I always say nutrition is the easy stuff, getting to the mindset and your lifestyle and limiting beliefs around nutrition is really what my, my jam is. I mean, that's, that's where my passion lies. That's where my heart is. And so I do, I'm a nutrition coach. I work with a lot of men and women on overcoming their limiting beliefs and really pushing past the potential that they think that they have. And so they can get the bodies that they want. And I, I started I'm sure with you as well. We have started our own nutrition journey like years and years and years ago. And mm-hmm. for me, I realized that it started way back when I was really, I, I feel like women always have, and maybe men too, women should definitely yeah, have this Yeah, let's not part. be sexist here. Yeah, come on, come on. Everybody has this part in their lives of when, um, of when they started to realize their body. They started to like pay attention to how they physically looked. And I remember that being in sixth grade for me when, I mean, it's always when somebody else comes over and calls you out and kid asked me why I was fat. And it was at that point that I really focused in sixth grade on like my physical body and like my, my self-worth was how other people viewed me. And that really dove into me, like massively consuming media. And unfortunately, when we were growing up, like the media wasn't in our hands on Instagram or the media was in magazines telling us to do all this unrealistic stuff all the time. And so um, we, I, I consumed a ton of media and listened to every single thing that they said, like eat 1200 calories, burn all your food off, you know, like do all of these things. And I was, I got obsessed with it, like really obsessed with it to the point where it turned into some very disordered eating. I 
all through college, it was just like really deep, dark version of myself. I, I would, couldn't see myself in the way that other people saw me. I was like the life of the party, like bonging beers, drinking, drinking bags of wine on the regular and go. You know, exactly. That good old college date. And I was like, truly like this, like life of the party girl. And everyone saw me as like this light and this confident girl. But inside, like when I was alone or by myself, I mean, I struggled. Like I hated the way that I looked. I hated the way that I felt. I was never comfortable in my own skin. And that really lasted until I found CrossFit until I found like strength and I found weightlifting and I found, um, you know, like something that really made me feel good about myself. And it was at that point, like in all throughout this, this time, I just knew that, that my experiences were going to help other people. And that's, that's my mission. That's my goal is to help as many men and women get over that place in their lives and find that confidence in them. And so they can feel like a strong, confident, badass that they really truly are. I so love that's it. how I got here. I love it. I was listening to your uh, your episode on Tony Steffen, our business coach, if you don't know. Uh, Tony Steffen's podcast, also yeah. called The School of Success, for those of you listening, highly recommend if you are going to be a fitness professional or a dietitian. But um, when you talked about college, it reminded me a lot of myself yeah. um, because I'm so much older than you and, and wiser. Um, and, and cause I had the same thing. Like you were talking about how you were like drinking, people saw you as the life of the party. And, mm -hmm. you know, I like to think that I was the life of the party. I think some of my, um, my friends at the time would agree. I don't really remember much of that period mm -hmm. of my life, but, but I find that that's always really hiding some kind of pain. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people listening to this, maybe college kids, maybe still are like going through that party phase, but I, I think that it, the people who I see continue to drink after college and in that fashion, at least, yeah. tend to be the people who like don't really have purpose, don't really have something. Because yeah. once I found that purpose in my life, that's when I stepped back from that. And like, I don't even want to drink now because waking up Saturday and Sunday morning with purpose mm -hmm. and with, with energy and having something to do, yeah. that's, my, that's every day. And I need to do that. And that's what I see is that, that pleasure. So what was it that really brought you out of that? and mm -hmm brought you into this this new way of thinking mm -hmm. yeah and i definitely I, you're right i mean i remember like so my dad is actually a recovering alcoholic he's been sober 10 years now so when i was in the in the in the thick of it you know in the thick of like blacking out every weekend and truly like i was thinking the other day about tailgates like i was either like like doing a keg stand or like you know slap in the back like it was just constantly that was just me and I loved, it. I mean, it was fun, you know, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like we were the hype. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and it wasn't until after college, I think after I removed myself from that environment, did I really realize that the things that I was doing, those activities that I was taking part in were really filling this, this void in me. And it was, mm -hmm. it, it was very obvious right away. And so what did I do? I continued it. You know, I'm actually a, a teacher by trade. And so I was teaching a class. I was, um, you know, kind of just doing the nine to five, like working the, working the job and then going out on the weekend and still partying with my friends, you know, I was still having a good time. It just was on Friday and Saturday rather than Thursday through, well, really Wednesday through Sunday, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it was just a, I was like a functioning alcoholic. And, um, you know, through what I did find CrossFit, it, it did, that's not just like the magic end all be all, but I did find that strength in me. And I realized that I was I was putting myself in those positions. Like the, the reoccurring story, the common denominator in all of it was me. And I, and I 
the reason why I was doing it all is because I hated the way that I felt. I hated the way that I really felt my past with my parents' divorce and me taking on like financial burden and being in debt and me having to be like the, the smiley, happy, happy, confident girl like that I had to be my whole life. Like I was really angry. I resented a lot of my past and I realized that I was doing all of those things because of that. So it was when I found CrossFit and then I really got deep in the world of self-development. Like I realized that no matter what happened to us in the past, no matter where we come from, we shape our future no matter what. We have the power to change our own minds. We have the power to change our past. And I truly believe that with all of my heart. And I, I actually got two postgraduate degrees because I like loved self-development in the education world. And then I decided to get this nutrition certification and just jumping into it there. So it was really like this relentless action to always better myself because I realized that I could. Like I wasn't a victim of my parents' divorce. I wasn't a victim of the fact that both of my parents were alcoholics. You know, I wasn't a victim of the fact that like I grew up with with no money, that I worked two jobs since I was 14 years old. Like I wasn't going to play the victim anymore. I was going to take control over it and live the life that I wanted to live. So it sounds like it wasn't just this one moment that you mm -hmm. had. It wasn't a defining like, oh, this sucks. I'm, I'm done with it. But it was mm -hmm. like, it was a buildup, a slow buildup of event, of event, of circumstances, of mm -hmm. uh, lack of opportunity. And, so, and at some point you were just like, fuck this. I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you go through, you know, like I remember, I mean, relationships are a huge part of it too. Like I dated a guy for six years and then I broke up with him and then I had like the single gen phase where I was just not, not the best version of gen right there. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was trying to find happiness in everyone else. And then I, again, I realized I'm like this, the same, it's all me. I'm the same story. There's a reason why I can't find a great guy right now. There's a reason why mm -hmm. I feel so shitty about myself. And yeah, it was just a slow buildup. And me realizing, like, I, I actually saw, like, two different paths for myself. I was like, ooh, I know if I keep going down this path, this is where I'm going. Versus here's the other path, and I don't know where either of them lead, but I'm going to choose the one that I'm going to feel really good about myself. Mm -hmm. So, Jen, what you are telling me mm -hmm. is that things outside of us actually don't control where we go. Are you, is that what you are telling me? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, your external factors have no say in where you ha where you go in your life. So you're telling me that the way my parents talk to me, the way mm -hmm. my peers treat me, the amount of money that my family has, you're talking that the uh, my genetics, mm -hmm. um, maybe at some point, but those things do not determine my outcomes in life. Oh no, hell no, they don't. No way. That is blowing my mind because, you know, that's the excuse that I've been using my whole life. Oh, yeah. And that's the, those are the stories I've been telling myself. Yeah. Well, and I like, so that was, that was me too. My, like I said, my dad's on his third marriage. My family and I, we have a great relationship, but my brother and I made this pact very early on of like, we're not going to end up like that. You know, like we're not, I'm not going to end up broke. I'm not going to end up being in a job that caps my salary at 75,000 grand a year. Like, I'm not going to do that just because that's where I came from. Like, mm -hmm. not going to happen. I, I find a lot of the stuff that, that causes that type of thinking is just, they're just social perceptions that have been put on us over years and years, mm -hmm. like what you just said right there, the amount of money that I can make, right? Mm -hmm. 70, I, growing up, I thought making like 60K oh, a yeah. year was like, was like, that's what you need to live. I thought mm -hmm. that if you made over 80, that you were doing really, really well. And if you yeah. were making 100K plus, like I was like, you are loaded. Like mm -hmm. that's, that was it in my mind. And yeah. it's the same thing with fitness. Like 
Now, I grew up in a household that had a very high level of fitness, Mm -hmm. family all athletes. My mom was a former bodybuilder, also personal trainer for like 30 years. And I just thought like, okay, you get to that level and like, that's it. Like you start training and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like so much of what we experienced with our families, really our families or like college or, you know, all the experiences prior to where we are right now, they've conditioned us in a way to be the people that we are today. Mm-hmm. So like what, we, what you were just saying with like money, like for some reason in our minds, like the past conditioned us and made us have this like mindset around nutrition or around your body or around finances. Mm-hmm. And the first really difficult thing is realizing like that, that conditioning's false, right? Like who in this world is saying, if you make over a hundred grand, then you've made it right? Or who in this world is saying, if you make 60 grand, then that's what you need to get through life. Cause I know people, a lot of people making like 60, 70 that are struggling financially, right? Like, so who makes these rules? Nobody. They're just these rules that we've conditioned to believe all throughout our lives because of what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've witnessed, what we've felt. And then that's kind of what we're taking here. And then what, what usually happens if you don't do this work is that then that conditioning, it like forms a blueprint in your mind of like, well, this is what I'm going to accomplish in five years. I'm going to make 75 grand. I'm going to live debt free. I'm going to go on vacations with my family. I'm going to get married, have kids, whatever it is. And you have this blueprint of the way that life's going to go. And then what happens when you don't reach that blueprint? Mm. You know, I mean, I hate to throw around the word depression because I think it's very, very real, but like depression you know, mm-hmm. self-resentment, self-worth issues. People just let themselves go. They don't believe that they can achieve anything. They don't feel like they're living up to their potential. And people are just, get, they get down on themselves. Versus saying like, hey, screw the, the blueprint. I'm not capping my life at anything. I'm just going to always grow and always be better. And then watch where that takes you. I guarantee that you'll double the income that you think you should have mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. So let's say that somebody out there listening to this right now is like, oh, that's me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have limiting beliefs. Well, like, what, what do we do? What do we do about that? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is realizing where they're coming from. That's the most important. Like, if you go to any therapist or you read any self-help book, it's always recognizing where these limiting beliefs are coming from. So, you know, you had said it, Trevor, my, I've said it, like, it's typically our family, it's typically our past. And it's not our, our parents' fault. Like, mm-hmm. our parents were doing the best that they could do raising us. And obviously, we've all made it pretty, pretty damn well. But first off, recognizing where they're coming from, and then realizing that they're not serving us. Like, you can't go through life thinking that something, you know, like conditioned in a certain way that's not serving you and expect that you're just going to surpass it. If it's, a, if it's a limiting belief, it's literally going to limit you. Mm-hmm realizing that it's not serving you, but then literally just changing your mindset. I know that's like, well, wait a second. It's that easy. And that's literally it. Like waking up every day and recognizing that you have that limiting belief and telling yourself a different story because what a belief really is like a belief truly becomes a belief because it's a thought that you just keep thinking. Like that's the simplest statement. Like a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking over and over and over and over again. And it turns into a belief. And then that belief you embody it and you, you take action based on that belief. It becomes a part of your lifestyle. So going backwards and starting with those thoughts is one of the easiest ways that you can blow through limiting beliefs. And if you don't believe it, then you're never going to achieve it. Like you have to literally believe that you are destined for something far greater. And that's why I always tell people it's really important to believe in like a higher power. Some people believe in God. Some people believe in the universe. I mean, I like to call it the universe, you know, whatever people want to believe, but there is something that's greater than us that is guiding us to where we need to be or where Mm -hmm. we want to be. 
Mm-hmm. I love what you said there. A belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. I think that's a super important designation mm-hmm. because if we just if we think about beliefs and how people act about their beliefs, everybody is so goddamn set in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. They, they, they say that they're pretty much their values. Like my beliefs are my values. Well, beliefs and values are probably two different, two separate things. But if you don't let yourself have flexibility in your beliefs, mm-hmm. then you're just going to keep thinking the same thing. So that's a great way to put it because that, I think that empowers people to realize that if you are thinking a thought, then you can change it. This is something I always tell people is if you are thinking a thought, that doesn't mean that it's your thought. Mm-hmm. Your, your brain is conditioned for survival. So what yeah. it wants to do is analyze every, every perspective. It wants to analyze every different possibility. So when you get a thought in your head, and maybe it's something negative, maybe it's something you don't like, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not your brain telling you the truth. I think people mm-hmm. think that this is something like your brain knows something that you don't. Absolutely. And that's not it at all. Mm-mm. Well, because those thoughts come from the conditioning of the past, mm-hmm. right? Like usually someone in our life that was very important to us, like usually a parent, sometimes I know for like a sibling, sometimes those thoughts of ourselves and those beliefs about ourselves have come from the past of, of a story that someone else told us. And then we thought it so much that it was a belief about ourselves. and we're not living this life for anyone else. Like, I don't even care. I mean, if you're married, if you're in a relationship, like you are living this life for you. Like mm-hmm. we get one shot at this thing, one shot. And if you don't believe that you can't change your beliefs and change your thoughts, then you are going to find yourself really unhappy now or in five years and finding drugs, alcohol, whatever it is to mask those symptoms, to like, to try to bury those feelings deeper and deeper. It's just, that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing I want to touch on because I want to open up to the people listening to this podcast a little bit, because uh, this is something I've actually never talked about. I think even maybe even on Instagram. So, Mm -hmm. and it's what you said about a high power. It's important to believe in a higher power because that gives you the ability to believe in this. And this is something that's very interesting about me. I grew up atheist, right? Like I didn't believe in, yeah, I I didn't believe in God. And it's like, and and so I actually grew up in a community. It's called Unitarian Universalist. Most people haven't heard of it, but it's pretty much like you believe what you want, but you follow like these pretty much nine rules of living a a good life, you know? Okay. Um, I think like famous people was like Dr. Seuss was one. So that just gives you a little bit of context to how silly uh, the people are. So, so I actually, right, I, I, I'm actually Jewish. I'm culturally Jewish by blood. And okay. I grew up, I went to Israel. After I came back from Israel, I started believing in God or maybe my perception of God is very different because I grew up atheist. But yeah. I found that when I started believing in something that is greater than me, you know, maybe praying to God, giving, giving up maybe some kind of self-control of like I have to do everything in my life. And just had faith that things were going to come to me. Mm-hmm. Things, things started coming to me. Mm-hmm. And how crazy is that? So, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't think people have to believe in God per se, but yeah. believing in something is super important because you give mm-hmm. up that pressure. Like, when I, I always felt growing up, I had a lot of pressure of I have to do everything mm-hmm. or else I'm never going to like succeed. I'm never going to do well. And, and that actually fed back on my life. And I actually had to, I, I, I kind of, it made me lazy because I just felt so much pressure. And what do you do when you feel a lot of pressure? You just shut down. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. You stop taking action. 
Exactly. So now mm-hmm. I have this new rejuvenated feeling of like, I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. because it's not just me in this. Like I'm connected to all, I'm connected to God, I'm connected to whatever, whatever you, whatever it is that people believe. And that's going to help propel me further. And now I yeah. have faith in my business. I have faith in myself. I have faith in my skills, being able to coach other people. I have faith mm-hmm. in other people that they can make these changes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what opening that up will do to you. So yeah. a question I have for you is this, this all sounds great, right? Like, I, okay, I realize where my self-limiting beliefs are coming from mm-hmm. and I start changing it. But I think a lot of people are scared to do that because what happens when you change? And this is something I heard a lot growing up is, oh, you're so great, never change. I'm like, oh, so, I, <laughs> so I stayed the way I was. Not like everybody thought I was great back then, but you know, a select few. Um, they're like, don't change. And I'm yeah. like, okay, great. But what if that making such a big change scares me because I'm nervous that I may lose, may lose friends, I may lose the support of my family, I may lose um, a spouse or somebody who I'm deeply connected with yeah. because I want to make this change. Yeah. Well, so many times, okay. So if, if you really have a desire to change, like if you really want to truly change, if, like you're not happy with something in your life, you know that you have to make a change, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not happy with the way that you look, you know that you have to make a change. If you're not happy the way that your business is going, you know that you have to make a change. And the thing with change that I think when so many people have such a hard time with change is because it's not something they can control. And as human beings, like we want to control as many people, as many things as we can. The majority of our lives were spent somebody else controlling our lives, right? Like growing up, our, our parents, our teachers, the society, so many people have controlled our lives. And when we think about changing like you don't really know where it's going to go. And if you don't have faith, it's going to, you're like, Oh, I don't really know what that's going to look like. Or Holy cow. What if it's so different than what I, what I'm comfortable with? And it's outside of people's comfort zone. So number one, they can't control it. And that's where the faith comes in. And number two, it's so outside of their comfort zone that they're like, how am I going to handle this? You know, like Mm -hmm. if we say that we want to make, you know, 150 grand in our business, just like throwing it out there how, how will I handle that much money? Like I can barely handle 50, you know, like how am I going to handle it? Or Mm -hmm. if they change their body and they lose 50 pounds and get jacked and shredded, like, (laughs) Oh my God, like, how am I going to handle finally feeling good in my body? How am I going to handle like finding a spouse or like being confident in my body? Like it's a scary thing because you've never experienced it. And our mind is always, 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 always going to go with what's comfortable. And it's always going to go the path of least resistance. And if we go too far outside of that, it's going to try to bring us back in. And that's why so many of our clients, you know, they start something, they start something. And then once things get tough, sometimes they want to reel back into their safety comfort zone Mm -hmm. of saying, screw it, of drinking a lot of eating and binging or whatever it is. So you have to really, it comes down to faith. You're hundred percent right. And it doesn't have to be like, nobody has to name it, but you just have to have faith that there is something like it does where you're going to go. You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to control what it looks like right now, but just believe that this is like the best thing for you and have faith that, that you're going to come out a bigger, badder, faster, stronger version of yourself once you're there. Mm-hmm. And it can be scary. And honestly, that's why I think it's so important to have people in your corner 
because there's no way, no way I'd be to where I am right now if I didn't have a tribe of women, if I didn't have my husband, if I didn't have people like you in our mentorship, if I didn't have a coach, if I didn't have a mentor, like there's no way I'd be where I am without a tribe of people that I truly love and that support me. And I'll tell you, that tribe of people, they're not my best friends in seventh grade. You know, like that's a different side of my life. These are people who truly support me in my goals, my dreams, my aspirations. And when I have a heart tough day or when I am like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time, like leveling up or whatever it is, these people are there to support me. So I think investing in, in a coach and a mentor or just surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are going to help you get there is absolutely paramount. Like Nobody has, nobody's got the most successful people in this world, whatever success looks like to you, nobody has gotten there without mentors, without coaches and without like-minded people surrounded by them. No one's mm -hmm. done it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I just want to go back and touch on that faith that you talked about before. What is faith when we break it down? Mm -hmm. it's, it's simply a belief of the unknown, of the yeah. unseen, right? If you think about like belief in God, right? It's just, you believe something that you cannot prove that he exists mm -hmm. right and, and that's what always got me i was always i'm a man of science all right like you can't prove it to me i i don't believe in it but it's you have to believe that you can achieve that goal you have to believe that it is possible and that just comes through visualization you got to visualize mm -hmm. yourself in that in that scenario you got to visualize yourself like what is what is the fit version of yourself like i want you to enter your name in right here put your name what is fit blank going to look like what is fit blank going to do how is fit blank how are how are they going to act how are they going to function from day-to-day -day activities how are they going to look when you take off your shirt at the beach unless you're a girl mm -hmm. don't do that but <laughs> it's, depends where you are. <laughs> it depends where you are uh, <laughs> south beach so um as for as for having people in your corner yeah how do you how do you get people in your corner because mm -hmm. like i think the problem is a lot of people have people in their life that are either a negative influence or maybe don't want them to change or don't want them to leave leave mm -hmm. them and and fear that so how do you find and like that's the hardest part it's like how do you find these people how do you find yeah. people to put in your corner it's that's a good question and honestly like a very difficult one to answer because everyone's so different um I feel like so many times we find ourselves in, in very toxic friendships or very toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, I think we all know the gut feeling of like, this is not what it should be. Like, uh, -uh mm -hmm. this is not bringing me up. And honestly, like really listening to that gut feeling, like I kind of alluded to it earlier. Like I dated a guy all through college and a few years after this is like a five, six year relationship. And I knew it wasn't, it was a great relationship. I knew it wasn't serving me in a way that like filled me up and really was going to take me where I needed to go. And I broke up with him. It was a hard decision. It was a really hard decision. I'm not saying go out there, break up with your spouses and get a divorce guys. But like, <laughs> but you have to realize that. And the same thing with my friends. Like I still have friends in my life from seventh grade. I mean, we're going on like 18 years of friendship, but mm -hmm. I don't talk, I don't, I don't surround them with my business. Cause I know that those aren't the people for it. So mm -hmm. networking is huge. I've found people and people have just come into my life that I'm like, Oh yeah, yep. This is it. Like, but if you really start to look like there are networking opportunities in almost every big city now, like I know in Metro Detroit, there's a ton for just women and find those coaches and mentors that can help you. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's really a very true thing, but find people at the gym that you go to find people in your classes, whatever it is, just 
and make sure that they're, that they're like-minded and they have those same goals as you. And if it's something that you're struggling with, like we, we live in a world where like every human can be connected at our fingertips, like yep. go find someone, go mm-hmm. out on the internet. If you get a good vibe from them, send them a message, like mm-hmm. human connection, go get it, go make it for yourself. And don't be afraid to, to filter out some people, you know, like yeah. I'll, here, here's a really good, uh, example i've lived in tallahassee for about a year and a half okay Mm -hmm. and i when i came here i didn't know a single soul not one person right and and it's gotten to the point where like i have a couple friends but i don't have a lot and why is that because i'm very selective with who i let in my life at this point i want people who are super motivated i want people who are entrepreneurs i want Mm -hmm. people who go to the gym and like just fuck shit up when they're there. Like those mm-hmm. are the people I want in my life. I want somebody, I want people who are better than me in my mm-hmm. life and I won't let anybody else in. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I really don't have a lot of friends in Tallahassee. Like if yeah. I had a problem, like besides my girlfriend, like I don't really have a lot of people I could go and reach out to and say, hey, mm-hmm. like I need this from you or like, can you help me with this? Or like, let's hang out. And at first I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then I was, mm-hmm. I stepped back and I was like, no, that that's the best possible situation you could be in. There's nobody who I owe anything to in this city that has a negative vibe to me. There's nobody oh, yeah. that's bringing me down that I, ha- that I have an obligation to because I let them in my life and I told them we were friends and I, I let them have that satisfaction of being my friend. Like I value myself so high. You got to go through my, you got to go through my funnel. You got to mm-hmm. like, just like people apply to our coaching. Oh right? yeah. I'm not taking clients who I don't fucking love. Right? Yeah, And I'm not taking friends who I don't fucking love or who are going to yeah. level me up. And you got to be able to say no. And don't be afraid of that because if you're afraid to say no, that's when people walk all over you. Mm-hmm. Well, and honestly, like, I know it's like super cheesy, but like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Like that's if true. you find yourself and this is easy because negativity and gossip are something that come really easy. It's the most common language. We all can gossip about people. We, and then we have an instant connection of like, Oh yeah, we both just talk shit about them, whatever sports teams aside. Um, but like, if you're going to find yourself, like if you find yourself having the same negative conversations, you find friends shitting on you all the time. You find friends like calling you up, like, Hey, I need to talk to you. And they're sucking your energy. But how my denominator is you. If you have a lot of people in your life, they're like, you are, you are the common denominator, change your vibe and attract different people. Like simple as that, like get, cut the, cut the cords if they're not serving you. If people aren't like vibing higher than you and raising your vibrations up, then get rid of them. Like I've had to, I've said no to so many coffee dates, so many lunches, so many dinners, like so many people sliding into my inbox, like, Hey, I'd love to get coffee with you. And I'm like, Sorry, like my energy, I protect my energy with all that I have because mm-hmm. I'm in full control over it. And my energy is the reason why I'm so successful in everything that I do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not letting anyone suck this energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And I also want to touch on the other side of that. Your vibe attracts your tribe, but your vibe also repels all of your enemies. If you, oh, yeah. I've, this is the craziest thing I've found is when I'm, when I'm vibing, when I'm high energy, when I'm moving, people hate me. And I'm like, yes. Yes, because if yes. you hate me, that means somebody else out there loves me. And it's yeah. just like any motivational person you've ever listened to, like mm-hmm. probably like Gary V, Grant Cardone, like all these guys, Tony Robbins. Like, yeah, there's certain ones I love. There's certain ones I'm like, nah, like I just don't even like you at all. And that's completely okay. And that's mm-hmm. how you figure out who's right for you and mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna increase your energy, like you said, increase your yeah. frequency. Yeah, so, absolutely. 
Jen, this is something I want to ask you because I think this ties it all together. So how does having a high, high vibration, high frequency, high energy, how does that translate back into being able to like realize your true potential, like get to Mm -hmm. get you to where you believe that you want to be? Yeah. So I truly believe that we have like two selves and a lot of people, Tony Robbins will talk, like a lot of people will talk about this. So we have our higher version of ourselves and our lower version of ourselves and our higher version of ourselves are like the ones that we've got our true potential sky's the limit, like full belief, full faith, like super happy. Like we, we all have bits and pieces of the higher version of ourselves and the lower version of ourselves are the ones that when we wake up in the morning, it's like, Oh my God, it's another day. We're complaining about our work. We're complaining about what we have to do. We're complaining about going to the gym. We feel like shit inside our bodies. You know, like we have these two versions of ourselves and that's when I feel like vibe and high, like I'm vibing at my high version of ourselves. And so that high version of you, like here's the thing, like your maximum potential is whatever it is that you want it to be. Like we are in control of our maximum potential. Like there are, Tony Robbins is a prime example. Tony Robbins was abused as a child. He grew up with nothing and look at how high he's vibing nowadays. Like we unlock our true potential and we have full control over our own potential. So number one's believing in it. Number two is really just bringing that energy every single day. Like you said this earlier, like visualizations are huge. Like the craziest thing with our mind is it doesn't know the difference between perception and reality. Like, and that's science legit. It doesn't know the difference of what we visualize and what's real. So if you every single day start the day with positive affirmations, you tell yourself how amazing you are. You tell yourself, all of the things that you're going to accomplish like they're already happening. Like I'm 50 pounds lighter than I used to be. And I'm so confident in my own skin and I love the person I am. And not only do you say it, but you really feel it with every single cell in your body. Then you're going to vibe high every day as your, your higher self. And you are going to blow past the potential that you think you have, but it really is just reshifting and refocusing that mindset every day, saying those affirmations, visualizing and believing and having faith that it's possible. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think morning routines are super helpful. I tried to do a morning routine for like two years and I failed like every week. I was like, oh, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. And finally, now I have a morning routine that makes sense for me and that works for me. And that really, truly gets me vibing every single day because I don't wake up sunshine and rainbows. Like there are days I wake up and I'm like, nah, not today. And then I'm like, no, change that shit mindset and like mm-hmm. get into your higher self. I totally agree. I had, I, I work out in the morning and I didn't work out one morning this week because I need a rest day. Yeah. It was the, it was the worst day of the whole week. Like mm-hmm. it, that was my morning routine that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this is, is realizing your true potential. Is it one big event that happens where you're just like, boom, I'm myself or I'm my, my best self? Or is it like an everyday effort that you got to put in to slowly achieve and get there? Mm-hmm. I think that there's a one moment, like I think it's a one time moment where you believe that you are in control. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that you get like everyone has like a point in their life where they're like, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm in control of this. And you have to have that belief. And then it's every single day efforts because the belief is 50% of it. Mm -hmm. Belief is 50%. And then actually doing the work after that is the other part of it. So believing it is number one. And then at that point in time, like setting yourself up for success every single day, like living life by your own design every single day and showing up. Like even if you have a shitty job or even if you are in a crappy class or in an internship that you don't love, like still showing up unapologetically as yourself, like vibing high 
because you're so happy with yourself and know that every day you're taking steps to become better and better. Mm -hmm. So you talked a little bit about a morning routine, but what are yeah. the things that that you believe we need in our day or in our mm -hmm. week that are going to actually, actually take us from that where, where I have that that moment that one big event happens that I realize I'm in control and then actually getting to or getting progressing towards your yeah. potential. Well, I think that every morning you have to start your day off with gratitude. And I, and I say like my, my morning routine, morning routine looks different from someone else's and that's okay. Like I have a friend that meditates first thing. I don't ever meditate. Like it's just mm -hmm. not my jam. Not, not yet. Maybe not ever. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are certain things that I think everyone needs gratitude telling yourself the things that you're grateful for is the easiest way to get to your higher self. Like if you are counting your blessings, counting your attitudes every single day and not just saying, I'm like, I'm grateful for my podcast. I'm grateful for my business, but like truly like embodying it and feeling it is number one. Number two is affirmation. I strongly believe if you have somewhere that you need to, you want to go in the future, you have to tell yourself and tell your mind that it's already happening. Like mm -hmm. I am 20 pounds lighter. I am strong. I am confident. I have an incredible marriage. My business is taking off. Like you have to tell your mind that it's already happening because it is going to get you there without mm -hmm. question. Um, visualization. Absolutely. I think moving your body, like our bodies are meant to move. I don't care if you do CrossFit. I don't care if you do weightlifting. I don't care if you do cycling, yoga, whatever it is. Like move your body every day. Our bodies were not meant to sit. They were not meant to stay stagnant and lazy. Like move your damn body and treat your body with love and respect. Like get your nutrition on point. You know, like, I mean, so many people are, you're, I think you've said this in the, one of the podcasts I listened to and you like your physical body is like that external physical body is a sign of your internal, whatever's going on internally. If you're going to act like treat your body like shit, not give it the respect, not get to give it the love that it needs. You're not going to look good. If you're not going to look good, you're not going to feel good. It's a cycle. Mm -hmm. So do everything that you can. Like you're given one body, you're given one shot at this thing called life. Like do the damn thing. Mm -hmm. So why should people realize their true potential? Life is so comfortable. Life is so mm -hmm. easy where they're at right now. Yeah. Why, who cares? Why, why, why take the time to do this? Yeah. And honestly, there are some people in life that like, they're like, who cares? Right. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are like, I like where my life's at. And I'm like, that's cool. That's all you girl. Like you do you. But if you have a drive to, to change your life, if you have a drive to make more money, to look better, to feel better, to be in a good relationship, to be a better father, you know, to graduate from college and get a damn good job that you're proud of, that you, you don't want to go through the like mundane nine to five and make, crappy money. Like if you have a drive to, to, if you have a desire to do anything outside of that, then you have to realize your true potential because otherwise, like I am very much in my, like in my world, like my driving force is that I want to live a life of freedom and abundance. I want to be financially free. I want to be able to go on a trip whenever the hell I want to go on a trip. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to live debt free. Like I want to literally have money, not be an issue at all. And I want to feel abundant in everything I do. Like I want abundant money, abundant energy, abundant mm -hmm. time. Like I want to feel those things. I want to live life by my own design. I want to live a life I'm obsessed with. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. So I have to like realize my true potential and unlock my true potential. 
And I think a lot of people want that, but they're afraid because that's a scary thing. Like mm-hmm. busting outside of comfort zones are scary. But if you're feeling like I always use the analogy on my podcast of like a fire, like there's a flame. If you have a flame inside of you, that's telling you that you want any of those things, then start to fan it. Like stop fanning the flame inside of you. That's like, Oh, but comfort and Oh, the scarcity and Oh, I'm scared. Like stop giving that flame life, put that shit out and, and fan the other flame. Like it's just that simple. And every single day do that. That was fucking powerful. <laughs> it's the fire. Anytime you've it's got fire. fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fire is just a cool element. You know, we're fiery <laughs> people. That's why. Exactly. So, wow. I think that was super powerful. Jen, if people vibe with you, if they want to learn more about you and see mm-hmm. how cute of a human you are, where can they find you? Yeah. I mean, let's on Instagram, like everyone else in this world, you know, we're, we're gramming it up all the time. So my Instagram is Jen Kennedy nutrition, Jen with two N's. So Jen Kennedy nutrition. Yeah. It's not Jen. It's Jen. Yes, exactly. You gotta, <laughs> gotta go outside the norm. Come on. Um, it was going to be Jenna Kennedy, but Jen just, you know, Jen flows better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a podcast as well, the, the Jen Kennedy show again, two N's. And then I got my Facebook, Jen Kennedy nutrition. I mean, you pretty much just type in Jen Kennedy nutrition and shit's going to pop up. Yeah. Google's still a thing. Do people still <laughs> use Google? <laughs> who, who are we kidding? Google created all this shit. Like that's the reason why. Come on. That's the truth. Yeah. Google, Google Amazon Google. and Whole Foods. They're just. Well, now they're the same thing. Exactly. They're running the world and I'm okay uh, with it. Like I like my prime. It's fine. That's cool. I'm cool with that. As long as they don't <laughs> get rid of Instagram anytime soon. Yeah. I got to post more flex pics before I die. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got a show <laughs> coming up, dude. You got to be posting these flex pics for the next couple months. I know. I know. It's uh, it's coming along, I'll tell you. But it's a surprise. It's going to be like a present for the world. So, <laughs> so oh, how nice of you to grace everyone with your presence. I know. I know. God, you're, now I sound cocky on my podcast. I'm trying to get away from that. Damn I brought it out. I brought it out. Okay. And nobody, I'm editing this out. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to. But, <laughs> so the question I like to ask all of my guests when they come on the podcast, and that just reminds me, I forgot last week, but what are you hustling on right now? Ooh. What am I hustling on? Hustling. What's well, your jam? I- as they would say in the Midwest. That is what they say in the Midwest. Everything's my jam. Um, what am I hustling on? So I'm hustling on my business, really. I mean, my goal is to create massive impact in this world with women and nutrition and really men too. I mean, I vibe with everyone. Mm-hmm. So getting men and women to like truly uncover their their fullest potential so that they feel strong, confident, badass, that they can live a life of freedom and abundance if that's what they want to do. And so, mm-hmm. so many people, so many of my clients, you know, they start off and they they have so many limiting beliefs in mind. I'm, I'm hustling on breaking through those limiting beliefs and get people to experience the things that we get to experience every single day. So they are strong, happy, confident, and badass people. People need, this world needs more badasses. Let's be honest. That's the truth. That, it is. that is the truth. I, and I love the way you go about nutrition because it's not just nutrition. It's not just numbers and mm-hmm. it's not, it, there's so much more to nutrition. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows how to eat healthy when it comes down to it. It's yeah. eat your vegetables, eat lean meats, unless they're high quality meats. And like, mm-hmm. that's like, that's it. You're like, you're good, you know, yeah. but what, like, why can't people do it? Because people don't believe in themselves. People don't feel like they're bad. Mm-hmm. They're badass. 
and people don't know that they have the potential to be able to create anything that they want. Absolutely. You're right. We got All big right. jobs. All right, Jen. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. And Thanks for, for having all me. of you out there, go follow Jen. She's a powerhouse. She's going to create a huge, massive empire of nutrition coaching. So you might as well get on the bandwagon before everybody else, or you'll look like a loser. Um, and I just called everybody that listens to this a loser. So I, I apologize <laughs> to all of you. And <laughs> um, if you guys vibe with this, please share it with a friend. Tell people about Jen Kennedy because they're going to hear about her anyway, as I said before. And leave a five-star review. And I will catch you guys later on the next episode of the Muscle and Hustle podcast.